16, 31 to 36. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. John 21, 15-19 When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And uh, could I invite you to take your Bibles out and turn to John chapter 21, uh, 15 through 19. That's the text that we'll go through. Uh, but let me pray for us on this Easter day. Uh, gracious God, we thank you that you have died for us and you have risen again for us. And Lord, we pray now that we would understand what that means. And that that message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, will touch our hearts. That we might come to love him and follow him. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we begin, let me ask you the question, how do you deal with guilt? How do other people deal with their guilt? Well, according to the magazine Psychology Today, these are some of the advice that they give. Tell yourself that you did your best. 
uh, tell yourself that your behavioral standards are a bit too high, actually too high. Acknowledge that uh, that you had the uh, honor and the, uh, the honor you had to honor your rights uh, and protect your self-interest. <laughs> Maybe. In the movie, The Mission, there is this, um, the main character, Robert Mendoza, was a slave trader who went down to South America to catch these Guarani Amazonians and to catch them, capture them, and sell them as slaves. Uh, that was the guilt that he had to carry around. But in the beginning of the movie, it wasn't um, just that. In the beginning of the movie, in his anger, he also kills his own brother. And that's what does it. He's guilt-stricken. He goes to solitary confinement. He doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't eat anything until this Jesuit priest comes to him and asks him to come and follow him to the mission to the Guaranis. And surprisingly, he says yes. But this is how he gets there. You see how he goes. He literally carries his guilt around. He wants to atone for it, pay for it. He wants to pay for it by sheer misery. How do you deal with guilt? How would you have dealt with the guilt of something like Apostle Peter's failure? How would you have dealt with it if you had failed like Peter? Peter doesn't come out well in any of the Gospels. And embarrassingly, his biggest failure, this denial of Jesus three times, well, that's recorded in all four of the Gospels. And the resurrected Jesus, in his third appearance, comes to Peter and he makes sure that Jesus also knows that he understands what he had done. And if you see the details of this, Jesus makes sure that Peter, make, uh, Peter know that Jesus, uh, uh, he ties this conversation that he's having with Peter uh, after the resurrection to the time when he predicted Peter's denial three times back in chapter 13. 21 and 13 are very much related. For example, in chapter 13, he talked about uh, his hour of glorification, how he would die on the cross. He talks about his death as the hour of glory. Well, in chapter uh, chapter 21, uh, Jesus talks about Peter's death. He alludes to the fact that he might be crucified. And then he talks about how that would be the way that uh, Peter glorifies um, Jesus. And secondly, uh, there's the, uh, Jesus tells the disciples to love one another as he, have, he, he has loved them. Well, that theme is also found in chapter uh, 21 as well. You know, do you love me, Peter? And finally, Jesus also tells the disciples where he was going that disciples cannot follow. Or remember Peter saying, Peter saying, Lord, why can't I follow you? I will lay down my life for you. Well, he doesn't. But in chapter 21, Jesus turns to Peter and says, follow me. You see, uh, if you look at the details of this uh, prediction, this is closely tied to our text today. And if you look, if your Bible's open, if you take a look at chapter 21, verse 9, Jesus actually makes this charcoal fire. And that's significant because that word for charcoal fire in the Bible only occurs twice. That time when Jesus makes that breakfast and roasts this uh, fish over this fire, the other time is chapter 18, verse 18, when Peter 
around the charcoal fire denies Jesus for the first of three times. It's as if Jesus wants to bring Peter back to the scene of the crime, to the time when Jesus knew that this was going to happen, to tell him, remember Peter, you said that you're going to love me, follow me, and glorify me. Well, I knew that you weren't going to do this. (laughs) And most obviously, of course, there's a question. He asks three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And in the Gospel of John, this is the moment when Peter comes to realize what Jesus is talking about. This is not just, just a question about, do you love me? This is a question that is bringing him back to his betrayal, that Jesus knows about this. Do you love me? And Peter is cut to the heart. Verse 17, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time. He was undone. I don't know if you think about, I thought about this, but it seems kind of cruel, doesn't it? To bring this poor man who probably feels guilty about it already. Why does Jesus do this? Isn't it the loving thing to cover up another person's sin? To make excuses for him. Oh, Peter, I understand the pressure that you were under. I mean, it was life and death. Uh, A lot of people would have done the same thing um, like that. We often do that with our sins. We make excuses. We make excuses for ourselves. But here's the thing. Diminishing our responsibility diminishes our humanity. It's like treating someone like a child. Oh, you couldn't have done that. Of course, you weren't able Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus knows that no matter what the circumstance Peter was under, no matter what circumstance that we are under, our sins are our sins, that we are responsible for them as people who are made in the image of God. We have that responsibility, and Jesus knows that. So Jesus points out Peter's sins. But remember, Jesus still went to the cross. This was a post-resurrection appearance. Jesus still went to the cross knowing that Peter would deny him this. Jesus still went to the cross knowing that you and I would sin. You and I would reject him and deny him and not love him and not follow him and to rebel against him. Jesus knew of everything that you were going to do. Jesus knows the, the, our thought life, every the corner of our hearts that we deny even to ourselves. Jesus knew and he still went to the cross. It's like marrying somebody who knows, uh, who, who you know is going to betray you. Jesus went to the cross, knowing all of that. And after he comes back to life, after defeating death and coming back to life, Jesus comes to Peter to restore him publicly, restoring Peter, who probably, you know, other disciples might have lost some respect for this man. And Jesus, in front of them, asks Peter, do you love me? Three times, and what does he say? To this man who does not deserve Jesus' mercy in this way, Jesus' trust in this way, Jesus says, feed my sheep. Take care of them. Feed my sheep. Jesus restores Peter. And there is no greater responsibility than that. The church is the reason for which Jesus died. He died so that he could bring the church. Now, 
You might ask, what is Easter about? What is Easter about? It's kind of asking, what is Christianity really all about? Friends, Christianity is about this God who loves us so much, who loves us so much that knowing what kind of people we are, knowing that we would rebel and not love Him, not follow Him, all these things, knowing who we are, still sent His Son to die for us, to pay for our sins, and then defeating death, rising again, and, and coming to us, and saying, you are restored, you are reinstated, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are my apostle, come, if you trust me, this is who you are. You are mine, and I love you. That is what Christianity is all about, and that is what Easter is all about. But in restoring Peter, Jesus gets to the core of not just Peter's problem, but all of our problems as well. Why did Peter deny Jesus three times? Well, you think it might not be in the, it's not in the text. Well, actually, it is in the text. It's in the question that Jesus asks. Why did Peter deny Jesus three times? Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter couldn't follow Jesus to his death because he didn't love Jesus, not more than himself. Jesus knew that and he predicted that in chapter 13 in the passage that we read. You know, you won't follow me. But that prediction ended like this. You cannot follow me, but you will follow me later. And at this time, Jesus turns to Peter with all the confidence in the world. He said to him, follow me. And we know that he did. We know that what Jesus predicted in verse 18 came true, that his hands were stretched out, that he was undressed, and he was crucified following the steps of Jesus. And he glorified God even to his death, death on the cross. What he vowed to do in chapter 13, I will follow you, I'll lay down my life for you. He did that after Jesus came back. What changed for Peter. Why couldn't he do it before and why did he do it now? Well, I might ask the question, why did Peter start following Jesus? Maybe he marveled at Jesus' power. Maybe it was a zeal for Israel. Well, whatever it was before, something's changed because I think he came to love Jesus. In chapter 7 of Luke, uh, Luke's Gospel, there is a story of this uh, sinful woman, sinful woman crying at the feet of Jesus, washing Jesus' feet, and the Pharisees disapprove. Uh, and so they murmur. And here's the thing about this. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus pulls Peter aside. He pulls Simon Peter aside and tells him, asks him, which would, which, uh, it tells him the story of this master who forgives debts. And then he asked, which uh, servant would love this master more? A person whose debt of 500 denarii was forgiven or a person whose debt of 50 denarii was forgiven? And Jesus then says, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, her great as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Whoever uh, has been forgiven little loves little. You know, on that third, do you love me? P- 
Peter was cut to the heart. He knew that he was guilty. He knew that he did not deserve God's love. But that's not where Jesus left him. He was remade by Jesus' love, by Jesus' trust. Feed my sheep, take care of them, feed my sheep. He knew that he was forgiven. He knew he was reinstated. And he's come to love Jesus. Love him because he was forgiven much. Friends, we love ourselves. And that is our default mode. We love our comfort, our money, our status, or whatever it is. And we don't deny ourselves because we love ourselves. But to the extent this message of the cross and the resurrection reaches down from your mind into your heart, to the extent it transforms your heart to be uh, orientated towards Jesus, to love Jesus, you'll be able to deny yourself. You'll be able to follow Jesus. You'll be able to do what he tells you to do, not out of duty, not out of obligation, but because you love him, because you're finally able to follow him in the path of self-denial. Robert Mendoza, that character in Mission, he finally reaches the Guaranis. The Guaranis immediately recognize him uh, as the person who kidnapped their father and brother, killed many of them, uh, kidnapped their sisters in a way. And so they shout and they point at him. And one person picks up a knife and runs towards him. Well, this is what then happens next. Robert Mendoza, when he was still just a guilt-stricken man, well, that guilt didn't change him. Uh, He tried to work it off, but it was the same miserable man working off his guilt. But when he was forgiven... When that rope was cut off, it broke him. It changed him. He came to love the people there. In the movie, he gives his life for them. Friends, uh, Jesus' love will change you. His forgiveness will undo your old self. Jesus' love will remake you to be a person, uh, a, a completely new person who loved Jesus, who, who uh, was able to live according to his will. And so friends, if God is convicting you of your sins today, if it's that knowledge is reaching your heart, even for the first time, do pray and do come and say, thank you, Lord, for forgiving my, my sins. I love you, Lord. And that will be uh, the, 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 the confession that changes your life. But if you're a Christian and if you think, well, I'm still a sinner, I still continue to fail. Each time you are lost in your guilt and grief. Remember Jesus' question to Peter. It'll be the same question that he asks you. Do you love me? Please answer, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then tell the world of his forgiveness and his love for you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the cross. And we pray on the cross, our lives will be undone, that we will be remade by your forgiveness, by your love. 
We pray there will be a church that not just knows you, that not just follows you out of obligation, but, Lord, who loves you. Lord, a church that loves you and, and is following you as a result. We pray that your Spirit will minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.